Welcome to Transcendent. I'm Raya, and I'm the daughter. And I'm Joe, and I'm the dad. And this is Transcendent. Yes, it is. Today we are talking about family culture. It's the holiday season, and we thought we would celebrate all of the things that make families families. That might be uh, your uh, family by blood, or especially in the LGBTQ community, that may mean chosen family. But wherever we are, there are things that make those relationships special, and we want to revisit some of those memories today. And what do we know about family? Well, you and I are family, father and daughter. Here we are. And as a family, we want to share with you what our family did as you were growing up and what we do now. What are the things that keep us together? We did a lot of things together. Um, You really went out of your way to make sure that we would be Uh, investing constantly in those relationships together and finding fun things for us to be doing all the time. The one that I remember a lot is all the times we spent camping. Mm -hmm. We had a a goal that we were going to go camping in every one of the counties in Wisconsin. How many are there? There's 72? 72 counties. 72 counties. And we made... About half or two-thirds? Oh, no, yeah, about two-thirds. About two-thirds. We did a lot yeah. of camping. And I sure remember that. We would uh, load up. You, It was a big thing when we would go. You would announce, well, we're going to go camping for this weekend. And oftentimes we would go. We would take the whole weekend. You might take even a couple days off. We might go to one place and then camp in that county. And then we might go pack up and go to the next one so that we could pick up another county. We did do that. And then when we would get back, then we would pull out the Wisconsin Atlas, which in those days you had a Wisconsin Atlas because that's how you could get places. You couldn't (laughs) look up on your phone. And we would take out a red marker and we would color in the counties that we had been in. And it was a really, uh, it was a fun time. And to make it more interesting, sometimes we'd camp with another family. Uh, If we had a close, close family that were friends of ours as the mom and dad, and they usually had kids that were the same age as you guys. And we would, we have all kinds of stories. Of course, the one that sticks out to me is the time that Scott locked the Locked the car door with the car running. Yes. After we went to go <laughs> set up the tents. <laughs> well, the one that sticks out to me is uh, when Fred said, I'll give you maybe it was 10 cents or five cents for every one of these tops that you used to get that pop off the can. And uh, they, people would throw them on the ground. He didn't like that. So you were going to go out and pick up all these little tops that came off of the soda cans. And you guys found a spot that <laughs> there were a whole bunch of them. <laughs> you came back and in your mind, you were rich. <laughs> I think you got about five bucks out of him. <laughs> Which was a lot more back in those days. It was a yeah. lot back in those days. That was that was really fun. Those were really, really good times. Yeah. But that was very intentional that we did. We do all sorts of things we've done as a family. We also would play, we would have a family night. You would, uh, you, we would rotate around and uh, one week you would get to pick and then the next week mom would get to pick and then the next week I would get to pick and the next week Melanie would get to pick. Yep. And 
we could pick. It would be the same night every week. And yeah, it was some, always like Wednesday night or Thursday night. Whoever's night it was got to choose the meal, which was if it was one of the kids, it was usually pizza. Yes. Or it was something special. It might have been hot dogs and mac and cheese if it oh. was uh, Melanie. And for you guys, it was maybe we might go out to a Mexican restaurant. Or we would do something special. Sometimes it was at home and sometimes it would be going out. A lot of times afterward, you would choose game night. You decided we want to play this game or that game, and you got to choose the game, mm-hmm. and that's what we would play. Other times it would be, I want to watch this particular movie, or I want to go to a movie. That was another common thing. We would do that. A few times we would do roller skating, or we yes. might uh, go to the pool. But I sure remember playing a lot of Uno yeah. and all kinds of other games. Yeah, I, I, Uno was the big one that I remember. We played a lot of Uno, mm-hmm. which plays really well with four people. And because we did it a lot, it wasn't one of those things where you would play a game and somebody would get upset because they were losing. Because we were doing it a lot. So we did, yeah. We, we uh, were very comfortable with each other playing it. I'm sure it wasn't perfect. We had times, just like anything, yep. but you overlook those times because of the good, the good times that you have. And it's a memory, that a positive memory that I cherish. But I can, I can tell you that... Even though I'm the dad, I never let you win. <laughs> I, if you won, you knew you earned it. Yeah. And uh, we came across one game. It was just a two-person game called Score Four. And you figured out how to play that game much better than me. And every time we played, <laughs> you would uh, we'd play a lot of games. You always walked away the winner. Which the funny thing is now, so I still have that copy of the game and I played it with my kids and my kids can stomp me now. I cannot I cannot well, beat Aaron or Andrew in that game. Remind me not to play that with my grandchildren. <laughs> Which actually brings us to the next point. As we were talking about this, we have continued some of those things with our own kids, both Melanie and I. And we've in some things we We've dropped those. They didn't work as well, and we've developed some of our own things. We also developed other things as well. Uh, One of the things, and I'm sure most of you have something like this, we had our own family words, (laughs) things that that came up that we started doing, and I remember how we came up with Boodalata. It was, uh, I would put Melanie on my uh, lap, and I would bounce her up and down, and I would just say goofy stuff. Hoop, bop, beat a lot of boot, a lot of bow. And it was, it was all the boot a lot. Of, and that was what she remembered. And she would say that over and over. And we started calling little kids boot a lot. I don't know that she said that over and over. I think that that was your <laughs> word. But then you, you're right. That, so then you started calling uh, little kids uh-huh. boot a lot. Of, and we still will, will say that. And I remember... Um, uh, a friend of mine, uh, Jesse, who uh, Jesse and his family, they called Budaladas beelers. These beelers, these beelers do this, and they these beelers did that, and they were that was kids. And mm-hmm. they had, other people have other family words, and we had a lot of other family words as well. Sure. But that's just a good example of it. And and that is a big piece of any kind of any kind of community, small community and culture. I will tell you when when my oldest daughter's boyfriend comes over to visit, that is the first thing that he comments on is 
holy cow, you guys speak a whole different language. We speak, now for my kids, we all speak the language of references. We have common references that we have. Of course. Uh, So so, uh, we will reference, oh, uh, psych, psych TV show or... Um, a lot mm. of Veggie Tales, mm-hmm. uh, because we've all watched all of those old Veggie Tales, and we all know we'll you know we'll talk about uh, something about you know what Bob the Tomato said, or you know you can't have strawberries without bananas, and we all know the reference, and we'll find ways to bring it up. And he thinks I I have no idea what you're talking about. Why is that funny? What was that? Mm-hmm. And we're slowly bringing him in with those. And of course, Melanie's family has things that they do like that as well now. Uh, we, but we've created our own cultures. One of the things that's important about this that we're telling you is that these are things that begin to solidify relationships to the point where you have something in common that's kind of your your own little Group, your your own little secret society, the uh, in-jokes, those kinds of things. And when you develop that to the point where it becomes that strong and you're in a situation where something is going to possibly split that, such as coming out, it's probably a lot less um, of a shock when you've still got this other Solid connection, mm-hmm. and many of them. The other thing is that was is important, and it's especially important for us who have kids. When you were kids, maybe we weren't all that interested, but we went to every single one of your games, every one of your performances, anything you did in band or chorus or anything else. I can remember you must have been in fourth or fifth grade and there was a Christmas program at school and you sang a solo. And we sat in that stand and we were so proud. And the, and the choral director said, that's really difficult for somebody who is that age to get out there and sing in front of the entire school like that. And, and he was really proud of you as well. Yeah. And that was really good. And now I see where... Uh, Melody and you both, when you when your kids are doing something, you're there for them. And it's nice when the whole family is there. We used to make Melody go with us, but she wanted to. She, we really never had to ask her. And you did the same thing. When she was doing something, you'd go to it. And so it's not just uh, father and daughter, or it's not just um, in that area uh, that, uh, that, that the parents set the tone. It's brother and sister or sister and sister or brother and brother and and i see families where they don't do that they don't support the others uh, and that when you do that when you when you when you share in that person's happiness or you go to something they're in you may not really care to go to that because they're going to go and they're going to be a basketball player or something and they end up being a bench warmer and you know that's going to happen and you don't want to go just ahead no that means everything to them and and so if you're showing them that you care about them it strengthens that relationship 
You know, of course, that has been much harder. With with my family, the dynamics have been a lot different. As I've had my own kids, we, of course, have seven children. And so that's been a lot harder in order to try to catch everything. It was hard enough, I think, sometimes with two. And where we grew up originally, we always had meals together. But then you commented on how hard that was for us to have meals together once I got into high school. Mm -hmm. And then as I got toward late high school and then Melanie was in a lot of things on her own, it was hard enough to coordinate with just the four of us. And I know for our family with the seven kids and then to throw in a transgender parent into that and then a separation we have done our best to try to continue with those things, but of course it's difficult. So we have had to try to make an extra concerted effort to find ways and do things when it didn't come as naturally as it would if we were together or we had a smaller family. But we've always found ways to be able to connect, even if we're not able to connect at the same level that we would have maybe had liked to. Some people say, and I hear this more and more as I get older. What it becomes, we instead of, uh, well, what do you want for Christmas or what do you want for your birthday or something like that, it it uh, it becomes instead of giving a gift, now it's becoming more popular to do something that strengthens the relationship, to do a, do an experience together. That's becoming very common. Because the experiences together create memories together. And memories together create relationships together. They strengthen relationships together. And when you have positive relationships because you've done something and experience, have a positive experience together, it is really a great way for you to preserve those family relationships. And going back to what you said earlier, Raya, family is what you define family as. And there's a lot of definitions of family. But you know yourself. It can be, it could be you and a couple of roommates that you're together with all the time. It can be an organization that you give yourself to and you're involved with them all the time. When I was in college, I was in, I did a lot of theater. I was in, in a lot of productions. And you got a lot of the same people that you were with all the time. And that, that college where there were 12,000 students, um, my group was the group that was the theater group. And we did a lot of stuff together. And it, it, was, a, it was a family. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now I'm involved in a... In a, in a um, a volunteer organization called uh, Rotary, Rotary International. And uh, our group is very close. Uh, that is a family as far as I'm concerned. There are uh, other organizations that I get involved with, uh, even sometimes organizations that, are, that, that can be, you could be forced into. They can become a good family. When I was in the military, I can tell you that that group of people became a family to me. And that's not uncommon. If you don't have a family now, look and see where your family could be. What could be your family? What what can what can be the thing that 
that you can introduce to that group that creates that positive relationship. It's we find all over the place all of the health benefits of having healthy relationships. And healthy relationships come from finding ways to do these kinds of things, to invest together. And it has to be intentional. You find ways to build into one another's lives, whoever that may be and whoever your family is. Whether your family can be difficult to deal with, and you may have somebody right now that you're thinking, ah. Oh, Boy, this is the time right now to decide, I'm going to make a positive investment into that relationship. Or you might be thinking, boy, I, I'm really missing what you're saying because I used to have that and I no longer have it and it grieves me. And we talked uh, quite a bit about grieving here earlier in our, our podcast episodes. I think in episode two and three and four, we talked about grieving. And you might be going through that as well, that you might be missing somebody that's there. But yet, I know that there are people that you have around that you can invest into your relationship with them even now. One of the secrets to this positive relationship is show your appreciation for the other people, maybe even if you don't want to. When you attend their events, when, you, when, you, when they do something and you show your happiness or joy for the fact that they did that, that, oh, I just got a home run. Or, you know, I, can you believe it? I got a 300 in bowling. Wow. Instead of just, oh, yeah, that's great, and you walk away. I if can't you, imagine a 300. No, I, I, no, like I didn't if I get, get one. one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, let's just say that isn't up my alley. <laughs> So uh, that is something that you have to have to consider. What can you do to keep that relationship positive? Well, appreciation is kind of to the, close to the top of that list. It sure is. Gratitude is the most important thing. Having that attitude of gratitude, as they say. We would love to hear some of your stories. You can email us. Transcendent at gmail.com. We'd love to hear some of what are the ways that you are investing in your relationships that matter to you. Yes. We want to hear about your relationships with your Boodalata. <laughs> Thank you for listening this week and come back next week. Mm-hmm.